Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 16. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Medcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I am, as always, am very excited that you're here. I know you have a lot of ways to spend your time, and I just am always humbled and flattered that you choose to spend any of it with me. So today we're going to get into why you're upset in your relationships. And basically, I'm going to explain the three reasons why you get upset in your relationship and the one way to change it, the, the way to get out of these three ways. It's the same thing for all three ways. That's the good news. And uh, we're going to start today, I'm going to jump right in, and I'm going to start today with a quote I love by, um, it was Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius, and this is, gosh, over 2,000 years ago, I guess. He said, if you're distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this, you have the power to revoke at any moment. Love it. Love this quote. And it's really at the base of what I'm going to talk about today, because what he was saying that's still true today is that you feel the way you think. What you believe, expect, and think about something leads to how you feel about that something. And this is why two different people can react in two completely different ways to the same traffic jam. One person might sit in their car honking the horn, complaining, being annoyed, giving the finger to everybody, while another person, possibly even in the same car, this has happened to me, (laughs) leans back, turns up the music, grabs a snack. So same traffic it's, it's not the traffic it's itself that upsets us. It's our beliefs and thoughts about the traffic that upset us. And this is true for all things. Believe it or not, you can experience pain, discomfort, uh, just upheaval 
without becoming angry, hopeless, anxious, you know, insert your favorite suffering here, right? Without becoming these things. It, it doesn't mean that in, initially, obviously, if someone dies or God forbid something, let's take something horrible, someone's murdered. Uh, yeah, I'm going to feel upset. Someone I love uh, is dead or something terrible happened to them or something terrible happened to me. Of course, you're going to be upset in the moment. That's, I think that that you know, happens. And how long that lasts and how much that controls your life, that's the part that's up to you. That's the part that uh, you can do or not do something about. And 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 some would even say, obviously, that you don't even have to be upset about, I guess, the the murder or the horrible thing. I, I don't go that far with all this. <laughs> um, and I I do go to that you do have a choice in how what happens with all those feelings later. So many of us have been victimized, and it doesn't mean we have to be a victim. So those those are two different things. And really, uh, when you when you in the end, it's, our, it's, it's really three things that make us unhappy about all this. It's our perceptions, our expectations, and something called Shempa, which I'm going to explain today. So all of these make us unhappy. When we experience unpleasant or what people think of as negative emotions, we generally want them to go away. We, we tend to avoid the bad stuff and the yucky feelings. And as we try to avoid... We shift our thoughts and attention outside of ourselves and onto another person or the larger environments. In other words, we start to, and it's usually unconsciously, but we start to blame external things and people instead of looking at ourselves. And that's where it all falls apart. So let's talk a little bit about first. So I'm going to talk about these three things, expectations, perception, and Shempa. And so... Let's first talk about expectation. Now, at the end of the day, you're basically as happy as your expectations. End of story. End of story. It's important to keep your standards high, but your expectations low. Most people have this backwards, okay? Most people have high expectations and low standards. And if you're listening now, you're, if you laughed out loud just now, that's you. Um, when I do this with people, sometimes they go, oh, (laughs) most people have crappy standards and this might be you. You, maybe you'll accept all kinds of unhealthy behavior from all these people around you. You'll let them treat you like shit or act in a certain way or not pick up after themselves or whatever. You'll allow it. But then you're upset, you're angry, you're frustrated, uh, because you have high expectations and feel let down when these standards aren't met, you feel let down about it. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm going to keep talking, but I'm going to link in the show notes to a video I made on standards versus expectations. It's about three minutes. So if you're listening and want someone else to get this and they're not going to listen to the whole podcast, you can send them to this video. So I'll link to that in the show notes. But So if you've ever been disappointed or frustrated, your expectations were too high. Yeah. And now people argue with me about this a lot. So I want to really break this down for a minute. Um, So give me a second. You want to hold your standards in a high place. Okay. So what are your standards? Let's, Let's just start there for a minute. Standards are not, I want the cap left on the toothpaste, or I want the toilet seat left up or down, or, um, you know, 
you have to pick up your wet towel off the floor. That's not a standard. That's something you like. That's something that, that you would enjoy to have happen. That's very different. Standards are things like uh, being treated with respect, um, you know, being uh, loved, being appreciated, being, you know, something like that. Those are your standards. You know, I will only allow uh, people in my life who show appreciation for what I do for them you know, that kind of thing. By the way, you never want to have a standard in the negative. So you don't want to have a standard that says, um, I don't allow people in my life who don't appreciate me. That's not, don't go to the don't, um, go to the, what you want. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't allow nagging that, <laughs> that, that doesn't work. So your brain can't think in the negative. So when you do that, when you say something, um, you're like, if I told you not to think of black cats, if I said right now, don't, don't think of black cats, don't do it. No, no black cats. <laughs> Every single person listening right now is thinking of a black cat. It's impossible not to. When you put the word out there, your brain hears the word. Didn't it, di- you didn't hear, don't think of them. I mean, you did, but you didn't process that. Immediately your brain had a picture of a black cat. It was the first thing that happened to every single person listening. And I don't, if you're sitting there right now going, that wasn't me. Yes, it was. Stop it. Of course it was you. Everybody does it. You don't have a choice. So you're, I think that the Dalai Lama, if I told him not to think of black cats, would think of a black cat first. Um, it's what happens. So when you say don't nag, your brain just hears nag, 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 nag. And so it's, it's, that's what's focused on. So you don't want that. You want, um, uh, I only surround myself with people who appreciate me. You know, that's a standard is that I'm appreciated, I'm loved, I'm respected, whatever that might be. So that's your standard. Now, people are not robots. So there, it's impossible for people to meet your standard 100% of the time. It's impossible. No one is that perfect, not even fabulous me. So you, you can't do that. You, you can't hold that. So that's why you need to have low expectations. You, you want to keep your expectations low. And what you want is for people to meet your standard most of the time. And you're the one who has to decide that. You're the one who has to know if that's met most of the time. So, uh, you know, I have a standard that my partner treats me with respect, but there have definitely been times when uh, my partner has come home and not been in a good mood. It's rare. He's such a nice guy. I, I'm really with the best guy in the world. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's a really affable, lovely human. But it's been occasional. He's human. You know, he comes home, he's a little frustrated, maybe from the traffic or something. And, it, and he doesn't necessarily, maybe he, you know, kind of snaps at me or short or quiet. He's more the type to be quiet. Uh, and it's not really respect. It's like, what are you doing? I'm not the one, the reason you're in a bad mood. You know, what's going on? And that's, he's allowed because 99% of the time he does not do that in my case. But I would give you, you have to decide. I hear people say to me, well, how much should my standard get met for me to, you know, for that to be the bottom line? That's up to you. So, you know, 80%, you know, 90%, 70%, I don't know. It's up to you. If I just hope your standard isn't, it has to be met 20% of the time, right? I, I feel like it has to be something over 70 for sure. Uh, I will, I will say that, but I don't have an exact number for you. Um, but try to really, you know, be in that. It's like, you know, give the person some grace, give the person some room, uh, you know, allow them, um, some space to screw up because people do. And, you know, even me, I've, you know, it's funny. I've definitely, I know I've cut people off in traffic. I know it's terrible, right? I don't remember doing it on purpose. I I don't do that. I don't like go, oh, screw them. I'm going to, you know, cut in around or do these horrible things. I don't cut people off. 
on purpose. I don't drive like that. But I know I have. I haven't seen someone in my blind spot. I haven't whatever. Because I've had people honk at me and yell and scream and give me the finger. I mean, it's happened. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? You know, so we screw up. I don't know what to say. It's impossible to be perfect no matter our intentions. So I want you to, what's important is for you to decide what your standard is. Yeah, that's it. What is your standard? And then that way you can notice. The, the bigger problem is that people don't even know what their standards are. If I asked you right now, what are your top three standards? You're, it, you don't have them off the top of your head. You don't, you don't rip them off because you haven't really thought about them. How sad, right? When you think about it, how crazy. And what happens is people end up with like 100 standards and nobody, <laughs> that's too much, people. I want you to have three standards, three top standards. I, I'll give you five if you're stubborn with me and feel like you need five. That's fine. But there, you can't track all those standards. You'll be constantly just, are they doing it? Are they not? Or what's going on? It, it, it'll make you crazy. It'll make the people around you crazy. You really just need like a top three. These are the things that are most important. The cap on the toothpaste, the whatever. If you feel appreciated in general, in your relationship, you won't be bothered by the sock on the floor. It won't matter to you. You won't walk around going, I feel like the maid. How dare he think I'm his maid or whatever? Or why? How come she never gives me a minute to, to follow through on what she asks? She's always nagging me. You know, those things won't happen if you feel in general that you're loved or appreciated or respected, whatever your word is. Um, it, you just don't because those things come and go because they come and you go, oh, that sucked. That wasn't great to have to pick up his socks. But in general, I don't, you know, he respects me and appreciates me. So I don't have an issue with that, whatever. So these are the things I want you to think about when you're thinking of, uh, of having low expectations. Again, and if you get disappointed or frustrated, it's because your expectation was too high and you need to rethink it. If your standards are not getting met all the time in a relationship, you need to rethink that relationship. Now, sometimes I have people say, well, what can I do? It's my mom. You know, I can't, it's my mom. What am I supposed to do? And I say, well, you need to figure out your standards, your boundaries with your mom. So I have certain boundaries with my own mom to keep myself safe and keep her safe and to keep our relationship loving that work. You need to figure out yours. You can't just say, you know, acting like a victim, like you can't, oh, it's my mother. There's nothing I can do is really a load of shit. And you need to get over that thought. It, it is. I'm sorry. You got to get over yourself. Put on your big girl pants or your big boy pants or whatever and start to think differently. You have the right, I don't care if it's your mother, your brother, your boss, whoever, you have the right to have boundaries. And it's up to you if you choose its choice to stay in a relationship where your standards aren't getting met. If you have a boss who's horrible and you stay in that job and you think, well, I have to, you know, it's my, it's my benefits for the family, or I already have all this time in, you know, and I, I want to get my pension, whatever, I, you still need to rethink that. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's never, it, I know things seem impossible until they're not. So you have to think that through differently to create a boundary, to create a space that works. Uh, you can't just wait out your life, people. It doesn't work that way. So high standards, low expectations. So expectations are one of the things that get you upset in your relationship that you need to take care of. All right. The second one is just, it's slightly different. And I'm going to spend a little more time on, sh- on the third one, Shenpa, but I do want to talk about perception. So Another reason you might get your panties in a twist, also known as suffering, another reason you might suffer, stems from your perceptions in a given situation. Now, we tend to think we're right about something, 
and so sure about the facts, the facts, the truth. But there are many ways to look at any situation. If five people saw a car accident from five different vantage points, it's likely that they would have up to five different accounts of what happened and whose fault it was. And everyone might be sure that they're right, but it's really only their perception of what happened. Now, when I say this to people, I always have someone who says, yeah, but Abby, there really is one way that was right of all that. There really is. There's one. And that can be as true as you want it to be. But if I was looking at that accident from a certain vantage point, and I am 100% positive that I saw it the right way, and you're 100% positive you saw it the right way, do you see our problem here? It, my convince, trying to convince you or you trying to convince me, this gets back to uh, my correct or effective thing. Uh, do you want to be correct or effective? Being so sure that your perception is right is a problem. And because there, you really could be the one seeing the accident from the wrong vantage point, even though you're so sure you're not, even though you're positive, you have the correct facts, it doesn't necessarily hold true. So you've really got to think through uh, that other people have their idea of what is happening. You have your idea, they have their idea. It's, it's at the core of it all, because you can try to prove that point all day long, but is it effective? And effective meaning, are you having a connected, fulfilled, happy relationship? You can be right all day, and, and you could be lawyering yourself right down to the nub, and that's all fine, and you can walk away very correct. But if the other person was so sure they're correct, really you're only leaving with both parties feeling annoyed. You're annoyed that you had to have this fight about it. They're annoyed that you don't understand and listen to them, and you're not having a common base of communication, and that is a huge, huge problem. So remember that your perception is your perception. It doesn't make you right. I There's a great uh, quote, and I forget who this is from, so I apologize, but to listen like you're wrong. When you're in a conversation with someone and they really have a very different point of view, what would it be to listen as if you're wrong? What would it be? What would it be to sit there and go, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I don't have this right. What? And really try to understand where they're coming from. It doesn't mean that in the end you'll agree with them. It means that you'll likely, though, have more compassion. You'll likely have more patience. You'll likely, you know, just be in a different mindset about it. And that can bring you to a different, a different place. So changing your perceptions uh, and expectations, right, are, are two big things. So I'm going to get into in the end on how to do that a little better, but really understanding uh, how to change them is big. So let's talk now about our third one. And the third reason you get upset in your relationships is something called Shenpa. Um, Pima Chodron is a American Buddhist nun, and she talks a lot on the topic of a Tibetan word called Shenpa. And I love this word because uh, <laughs> it's really a word that we don't, that means a lot of things that we don't really have in English. And Basically, Shenpa is usually translated as attachment. The, that's the, I think, direct uh, translation of it. But um, Chodron calls it the urge or the hook that triggers our habitual tendency to close down, you know, when we get hooked in a conversation. So 
let's say you're trying to get your partner to understand something that's bothering you. At first, maybe your partner is listening attentively, but then you see them get angry. Maybe they clench their jaw, uh, cross their arms in front of their body, or widen their stance. Maybe they start interrupting you, dismissing you, um, arguing in some way. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. With what you're saying. So this moment feels familiar. You've been here before. And you start to get, maybe yourself, you start to get, uh, feel this, what she thinks of as like a tightening in your body. Uh, You start to get defensive or argue. Maybe you just want to walk away. Maybe you want to go have a drink. But there's this way, and basically you're hooked. They've done this thing and they've hooked you. And this is Shempa. You're hooked into that same old pattern and you're stuck. Shadron also calls Shempa, which I love, that sticky feeling. Uh, it's on the subtlest of levels. You know, we, again, you feel like a tightening, she says, or a tensing. And there's this sense of closing down. Then you likely feel some sort of withdrawing, you know, not wanting to be there. And in some way to get away, to argue, to, to come out of the moment. That's the hooked quality. And you get hooked into feeling defensive. Maybe you're blaming, resentful, angry. Maybe you're jealous. Um, you could get hopeless, helpless, and, and depressed or anxious, any of those things, any emotion that shuts you down, that shuts down the communication, shuts down the connection, because basically you're no longer in whatever you're talking about. You've come out of it. And you're start now you're into this unconscious automatic response. So you're no longer, when you're un, doing something unconscious or subconsciously, you're not doing something consciously, right? You're, you're not doing it in the moment. You don't even realize you're doing it. I call this usually autopilot, where you sort of get hooked into an autopilot of acting in this certain way, and you sort of kind of, for, you don't even notice you're doing it. Shempa is usually involuntary. Uh, that I, I would say even o- always, she says usually, I say always, involuntary. And it, it gets right to the root of why you suffer. It's, it's really at the, the corner of it because you're in that moment choosing, believe it or not, even though it's not conscious, you're, you're choosing this way to be, to, to not stay in it, to not be vulnerable, to not stay open. You're deciding, oh, he's this or she's that. And then you go off on down that road. Um, Chadron also calls Shempa the urge. So because what happens at that point is you might have an urge to have a drink, 
something sweet or salty to eat or overeat. You might smoke, have an urge to smoke a cigarette, uh, to escape the world with your smartphone or your iPad. You might have an urge to spend money or, or basically indulge whatever your particular kind of addiction sort of thing is. Now, or you might have an urge to do something even a little healthier, like go work out or go for a run or something like that. But again, even that urge, even though working out or doing whatever is healthy and can help you kind of move through, it doesn't help you move through with that person, you know, to have the conversation to finish it where it is. So to get unhooked, you've got to recognize that moment of unease. And basically you have to learn to relax in that moment, right? You have to learn to be in that moment and to not, to act, not react when you think about it, you know, think about that. I'm sure you've heard that before. Act, don't react. But have you really broken that down in your head? Re in the beginning of the word means, you know it, you're saying it out loud in your car, wherever you're walking right now, listening to this. Re means again. So it means acting again. It means acting in an old way, an old pattern, something you've done before. To act means that you consciously in the moment choose an action. That's the difference. Choose a way to be, choose what to say, really be in it and not just react. Oh, he's doing this. So I'm going to do that. You know, oh, there he goes again. There she goes again. That sort of language isn't helpful. And again, has you in reaction. So if you notice Shempa, if you notice yourself getting hooked, oh, I'm here again. I got hooked. Just as it's starting to happen, just as you're starting to close down, just when you're starting to experience what, again, Shadron calls the tightening, then you can stop your urge to do your usual or habitual thing. You can stop it. You can interrupt your usual negative pattern and have some sort of different response. I know, miraculous, right? You can have a different response to all this stuff going on. So how do you do that? And again, so for all three ways that you... Um, get hooked, that you get unhappy in your relationship, you know, that you get, you get upset in your relationship, either that your perceptions are off, your expectations are too high and you, you know, have them there or that you're hooked by the Shempa, you know, you're hooked, you're in. Any of them all require the same answer to get unhooked, to get, you know, to get out of that usual habitual negative pattern that you've been in time and time again, to the, the, have the ability to act, not react. That This is huge. And, and really, it's one thing, which is self-awareness. If you're not self-aware in the moment, if you don't notice that maybe your tummy dropping out when you're talking to somebody, maybe you're that uh, hot feeling in your, on your neck, you know, as, as the heat crawls up your neck, or that you start to break out into a sweat, or that you just start to feel um, angry or resentful or uh, distracted, or you have this urge to go do something. And when any of that happens, you have to notice it in the moment. And it's really hard to notice in the moment because, again, we get on autopilot. I mean, how many of you have ever been driving on the highway and sort of woke up, you know, 10 exits down? And, uh, or maybe even having missed your exit. It's, it's, uh, we daydream, you know, we get caught up and we get into, uh, thinking some, you know, we're one place instead of where we are, where we start to go somewhere else instead of in the moment. So really self-awareness is the key. Now, how do you be self-aware? I talk about self-awareness all the time. It's one of my earlier podcasts. Uh, I talk all about why self-awareness is the most important thing in your relationship, but 
being self-aware, I'm going to give you a, just a quickie today to, to do this, is you have to make mindfulness a habit. You, you got to make mindfulness a daily thing because when you're mindful, that's really the same thing. You start to become more and more self-aware. And mindfulness is a superpower. It is the greatest thing. There's a really great uh, video, by the way, on YouTube, which I will link to um, in my show notes. Um, I'm going to make myself a little note right now. (laughs) Uh, It's a great video on why mindfulness is superpowered. It's like one and a half minutes. But anyway, so I'll give you that link. So basically, mindfulness helps us stay in the moment so we can avoid these conflicts and misunderstandings. And it creates more happiness, more contentment in our lives. And it creates this more intimate, emotionally close and connected relationship. So again, what exactly is mindfulness? And it it, it simply means that you're aware of what you're thinking. So you don't let your thoughts and feelings blindly drive your actions and behaviors. That's it. Mindfulness puts you in control of your life and gives you a pause button. It gives you that little break, that little breath, so that you can actually, again, act, not react. So it helps you know that feelings aren't facts and you can respond thoughtfully to something instead of just reacting without thinking. So if your partner leaves the toilet seat up again, you don't threaten divorce, you know, that kind of thing. Generally, our minds are not on task. So, you know, for example, you're washing the dishes, but you're thinking about what you need to do to get ready for a meeting the next day or, you know, what else, what other chores have to happen. Research, uh, Matt Killingsworth, I talk about him all the time, you know, shows that our minds are wandering at least 50% of the time, depending on your activity. I I think there's a high of about 65% when you're doing things like washing your hair, you know, that you do every day or taking a shower. And there's a kind of a low of mind wandering around 10% when you're having sex, but you're usually somewhere in between there. Um, And all this mind wandering makes us anxious, depressed, frustrated, and angry. And it's this distraction, I say it all the time, is the termites eating at the foundation of all your relationships. And really think about it. There is nothing more loving, connecting, and great than giving someone your full attention. And you know how it feels when someone gives you their full attention. Or better yet, you know how it feels when they don't. When someone is distracted by their phone, distracted by something else, when you're talking about one thing and they bring up something that you're not even talking about, so clearly they weren't really listening to you, or they're just trying to change the subject because they're not interested in what you're saying, it feels like shit. It feels crappy. We don't like it. So really, this full attention, but this full attention, again, helps you be in the moment, helps you to act, not react. So I'd love for you to start a mindfulness practice every day. And you do not have to meditate. Meditation is amazing, and there's probably no better path to all this than that. However, there's many roads to Rome, as I say all the time. So here's what I want you to do. I'm just going to give it to you. Ready? Get ready. Get, get a pencil or listen to this later again. I want you to set a reminder on your phone to alert you three times a day. I don't care what the times are, but try to spread them out. Maybe nine in the morning, one in the afternoon, six at night. Whatever you want. I don't really care. And when you hear the alert, when you hear that you know, little ding on your phone, simply notice where your mind was. What were you thinking about? Gently bring your focus back to the present as non-judgmentally as possible. <laughs> no, why can't I keep my focus? You know, none of that kind of self-talk. 
be kind to yourself and just bring your awareness back to the present moment. Once you bring it back to the present, I'd like you to do one shoulder shrug. This is a research-proven technique that's awesome for centering yourself as well as for calming your nervous system. So what you do is you shrug your shoulders all the way up to your ears for a few seconds. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) And then do it right now with me. Shrug your shoulders all the way up to your ears for a few seconds, okay? Push your shoulders back and squeeze your scapula together. Put your chest up, tuck your tummy in, you know, the wings on your back. Just squeeze, squeeze, squeeze them together for a few more seconds. And now just let everything drop. (sighs) Oh, that feels good, Abby. (laughs) You'll immediately notice that you feel more relaxed and that you'd had your shoulders slightly raised without even realizing it. So here's what's interesting is that all day long, we unknowingly raise our shoulders the tiniest bit. And every time, every single time you do that, you release small amounts of a stress-inducing hormone called cortisol into your bloodstream. Whenever you raise your shoulders, even a little bit, your brain thinks you're about to fight. Okay, so think of a fighting stance. Do it, try to do it right now. If you're driving, be careful. But, you know, raise your fists like you're about to fight. Notice your shoulders go up. They don't even go up a lot, but they go up. If you think of anything like that, or if anytime someone scares you or startles you, hey, Abby, hey, hey, you know, you go, what? What? You, you know, suck in that breath like that, your shoulders go up a little bit. And you'll realize you raise your shoulders a little and start breathing out of your chest instead of your belly. And both of these are signals to release cortisol in your system. So this exercise is awesome. I mean, the best bang for your buck. So in just seconds, this hack will have you feeling centered, calm, um, and well, it'll calm your nervous system, which is amazing, and give you a here and now focus. And by doing this, you'll train your brain So it will be mindful at other times without the cue of the alert on your phone. It's amazing. You're going to see results in literally just a day or two. You'll notice that you'll be doing something and even when that little alert on your phone isn't going off and you'll notice where you are or you'll notice yourself in the moment. It's incredible. Your brain is neuroplastic. I do this on, I'll do this on a different episode, but you have all this, uh, in other words, it can change depending on what you focus on and what you think about. And so you really, it's incredible. You really are training your brain to focus in the moments so that the next time you're in an argument with your partner or you're about to react because they were late or, you know, they didn't talk nice to you or whatever that is, you get this pause button where you'll actually think, you'll actually stop yourself just that little quarter of a second where you stop and go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my husband's not usually late. I don't need to bark at him. I know dinner is dried out and doesn't, isn't going to taste good right now anymore, but I don't have to have a fit. Or, um, oh, I'm arguing with my wife again about how she told me to uh, bring the, uh, how I didn't bring the groceries in when she asked. I'm making this up, but you know. And uh, she had to ask for me to bring in the groceries. That's usually the one I think I hear. And, Uh, but I can just stop and just say, Hey, I'm sorry. Or, you know, I can just stop in that moment, try to hear what her perception is because your perception is, well, I was busy and I was doing all this stuff and how dare she ask me and I work all week and I don't know, you know, whatever your perception is, but maybe just think of her perception and think, Oh, okay. Let me, let me shift how I'm, how I react to her, how I talk to her. And it's all in the mindfulness, which again is like self-awareness. You're, you're bringing yourself back to center. You're noticing how you're feeling. You're taking that little shoulder shrug and just being in the moment. It's really what it's all about. So there you have it. Today you learned the three things that 
uh, three reasons why you're upset in your relationship, your perceptions, your expectations, and this wonderful thing called Shenpa. And you learn the one great way to make it stop, which is really making mindfulness a habit, making self-awareness a habit. And there you have it. I hope you come back to the website often. Definitely check out the show notes of this episode. So if you want to get the resources and any, I always have little links in there of good goodies for you. Uh, and that's it. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.